you want, you can turn into Psalm 121. If you don't want to, I don't know why you're here. Just kidding. The Lord brought you, even if you didn't want to be here. Uh, If you want a title for today's message, it's How to Keep Walking. How to Keep Walking. Uh, We've been studying in the book of Proverbs, and we've been taking different themes, and uh, we're going to take a break from that for a few weeks. Uh, We're going to talk about parenting and marriage, and I realize that people are in and out here this summer, and I wanted everyone to hear it because I feel like it's so important, and so we'll punt that off into the month of August, and we'll be doing some different things until then. Um, Psalm 121, um, as I read it and as I I think about the contents of it, I'm reminded of that I always want to be a part of a powerful and uh, successful church, one where uh, we are uh, dominating and that we are healthy and that we are strong and we've got it all together. And I've never been a part of a church like that. Um, and as I, as I look out on the audience today, I know you aren't going to help me get there either, okay? Uh, we, um, honestly, honestly, I, I have a lot of fears. I have a lot of fears. As I think about uh, my life and the, the days ahead and uh, not just the days ahead, but months and years and uh, not knowing what the future holds, I can become fearful. Um, and I think that if we were to stand up and go up and down the road and have each one of you uh, share your fears, we could fill a service doing that, couldn't we? Uh, of things that we fear in the future. And, and I realize that some of you today, you say, well, I don't have anything going on. And as I bring up fears, you're going, oh, but, but, but this could happen, you know, and they start creeping up. Others of you are living it right now. You're struggling with health issues. You're struggling with marriage problems. You're struggling with uh, concern for your kids that they would walk faithfully with the Lord. You, you wonder about a job for the future. You're wondering about your finances You're wondering about, some of you don't get enough fear, and so you watch the news, and you take on the fears of of other things that are going on, and you start saying, this could happen to me. This could happen, and it could happen. And, And there's this overwhelming sense of the cares of this world sometimes crushing us. Maybe you can relate to that. This morning, as we go to this psalm, I realized that, this answers and really speaks to the concerns that we have of the day. And so if you'd uh, stand in honor of God's word, I'd like to read to you Psalm 121. A song of ascents, verse 1. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He, he will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. 
Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is the shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. God, I ask your blessing on your word. God, so often we come to it and we make it just an academic um, activity. And Lord, I ask this morning that in the midst of whatever's going on in our life right now, whatever is bouncing around in our mind, I pray that your word would rearrange our thoughts, would calm our hearts, and cause us to walk faithfully with you. Thank you this morning for your word. May it uh, find a, a home in our heart. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Song of Ascent. Uh, you know, there are certain songs for certain times. We think of Happy Birthday. When do you sing Happy Birthday, by the way? Some of you are a little slow. Some of you are a little slow. Not the sharpest church in the world, I'm saying, you know. Uh, happy birthday is to acknowledge someone's birthday, and so we sing it, and, and we enjoy singing that. You, you have Take Me Out to the Ball Game, right? Seventh inning stretch. You think of other songs that are connected with certain days and certain times. Well, God's Word, uh, God had inspired songs that they would use in the midst of things that they were doing. And this particular one is a traveling song. It's a traveling song. And it, as you think about, they would make their pilgrimage to Jerusalem, uh, different uh, times of worship and sacrifices that they would walk. And this particular song was for that, that they would share this and sing this and remember this as they would go. You think about uh, this particular one and what it would have meant to this group of people. These Old Testament worshipers would have hopped in their cars and packed their snacks, made sure their cars were in good shape, and hit the freeway and then drove uh, to their destination. You think of the preparation that we have on a road trip. We just, our family got back from Oregon this last week and uh, we think through, is our car going to make it? Does it need the oil change? Does it need gas? How are those things working out? We always have snacks wherever the Bozlers go. We're always well stocked with snacks. We think about, there's a, even with all the niceties that we have, there's a sense of, oh no, we're taking the 12-hour road trip tomorrow. Will we make it? Will we kill each other by the time we reach our destination? There's that sense of the big road trip. And you think about what it would have been for God's people as they knew that they were called to go to worship, to, to bring sacrifice, that they would make the trek. And I want to tell you, they didn't hop in their car. You know, at best they hopped on an animal and most of them just used their feet. And as they walked, they didn't walk. I, I've seen some of you walking around town here. Uh, you know, you, 
I always want to stop and say, hey, do you need a ride? But most of you are doing it for exercise, and that would kind of defeat the purpose. But I, but I see us, you know, we walk on, on paved streets. We, you know, some of you are down at Cub Lake, Lake doing laps, not getting very far, but you're doing laps. And uh, I've seen some of you in town have different routes and stuff like that, but, but that's not really the picture of this walking. It was on paths through the through the, the the place of God's people that they would walk through paths and and that had been walked before and there were different places and 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 times where you, you knew that there were more dangerous areas than others and they would have seen Jerusalem in the distance and knowing that that's where I need to go or coming home they'd say there my I live over there but but I got to get from point A to point B. You know, undoubtedly, there were times where they didn't feel that well. Their health wasn't that good. And they said, ah, oh, you know, I, I really don't feel all that well, but I need to go. I need to go into worship. You know, there were, undoubtedly, as they were walking, there were days where they were like, man, my feet are killing me. I don't, I don't know how this is going to work out. They, they would look upon there and they'd say, you know what, I, I heard that this next ridge over here, the robber's tend to hang out here and I wonder if there's danger lurking for me beyond this ridge there are all kinds of things the sun would come out and they would say I wonder if it's too hot and I'll pass out I, I wonder they looked down at their food and they said I don't know if it's going to last I don't know if I brought enough I don't know I don't know I don't know and undoubtedly the fears of life would have overwhelmed them as it overwhelms us today we're prone to it, aren't we? We're prone to weakness. As you think about this song, this psalm that we are looking at today, it's a song of encouragement for the trip. And I want to tell you this morning, some of you may be carrying burdens that you're just not sure you can make it. You're just not sure you can make it. You you see maybe the next few steps uh, over the next ridge, and you know kind of the direction you're supposed to be heading and you're fearful. You're fearful of those steps and you're wondering, can I make it? I want to encourage you today that this psalm is for you. If everything's perfect in your life and you don't need the encouragement of the Lord, I, I encourage you, uh, maybe come back next week or something like that, okay? But I know that as we struggle today, as we struggle with fears, that God's word speaks to us and gives us the encouragement we need for this day. Are you enough for the trip? How, how, are, you, how are you going to keep walking in the weeks to come? As we look at verse 1, it says this. The psalmist writes, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come? You can picture yourself on that road. Uh, you can... Picture the, the different fears that you might have. You look to the hills around you or maybe to Jerusalem. You know the destination. You're looking around and you say, where's my help? Where's my help going to be? As you think about it, uh, sometimes we uh, think about particular markers along the path. And we say, hey, if I can get past this one day, if I can get past that one ridge, if there's this hill right here, and I realize that's a dangerous place, but if I can just get past it, I'll be good. 
Maybe that's where you see your help, in a destination, a point in time. Everything will be fine once I get past this point. Maybe some of you say to yourself, you know, I, I know that I'm smart. I know that God's given me an education. And I've been smart enough for everything thus far. And so I know that I can handle anything that comes. Maybe that's where you see your help coming from. Maybe some of you say, you know, I, I have money. I have money. I've stored up. I, I've saved up. And I realize that, that I can make it through anything because I have the resources. Some of you say, well, I, I don't have the resources, but my friends and family have resources. And even if I can't make it, I know that they'll be able to bail me out. You think about those things and the different places we put our trust and we consider our help coming from. Undoubtedly, uh, God's people, as they would have made the trek, they would have planned and provided and, and kind of got their, their things together so that they could make the trip. And yet sometimes the fears still creep in. Sometimes we're not enough. And so he looks to the hills, the treacherous terrain, the unknown robbers, the, the, the ailments that could await them. And he says this question, the super important question, where does my help come from? It's the question I want you to ask this morning as we look to God's word. Where does your help come from? What is it that you're looking to bail you out from the feel, the fears and the hurdles that lie ahead of you. What are you looking to? The psalmist says it clearly in verse 2. He says, my help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. It's personal. He realizes that, that other people might trust in other things. Other people might have other resources. But he says, my, my help comes from the Lord. And as you connect the fears that you have for today and you say, how are you going to make it if these fears come to fruition? How are you going to sleep tonight? What is it that's going to make the difference? I encourage you to have the same heart as the psalmist who says, my help comes from the Lord. That's my place that I go to. That's my resource, my trusted, the thing that I trust in is the Lord. It's not my money. It's not my health. It's not my family. It's not my upbringing. It's not my country. It's not anything. My help comes from the Lord. It says this about his trust. He says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Wow. If you think about that, he's saying that the same one that I trust in, the same one that is going to help me, is the maker of everything, this earth and, and the heavens as well. And so as you think about that, you say, well, but I got fears. I, I want to tell you, if he's the maker of heaven and earth, I think he's got it, right? Your fears are insignificant and small and puny, and He can handle them. He can handle them. I think about that, and I think about how wound up I get sometimes about the issues of life. 
how frantic I become and fearful and, and I, I get bothered about things. And, and yet, I, the Lord who is my helper, He's the maker of heaven and earth. If He's the maker of heaven and earth, He can handle my problems and yours simultaneously. All of them. That's what God's Word tells us. The psalmist, uh, as he wrote this, there was a sense of quit looking at the hills. Look to the one who's our helper. My destination's over there. The dangers are all around me. My fears overwhelm me. But I have a helper who is the Lord. Verses 3 and 4 that says, you can title this section, you can even be walking in your sleep. Walking in your sleep. Verses 3 and 4 say this, He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel neither slumber nor sleep. You get this picture of the, the walking, the, the process by which they're traveling, the, by their feet, and the dangers, and you could be on the side of this cliff, and, and if you slip, you're down in the ravine, you're, you fall off the cliff, you die. And he says, no, no, no. What you need to understand is as you have a helper, he is the one who places your feet. He is the one who protects you and makes sure that you're taking good steps with him. When I was in high school, I was with uh, some of the kids from our youth group and uh, the intern, because interns are great. They're great. Where are they? There, there's one right there. there. Good to see you. We have great interns. We have great. And so we were out hiking one day, and uh, we were kind of on this creek, and there were these big boulder rocks that we were trying to climb on, and I was nervous. I'm not the most agile of people, and I wasn't in high school, I'm not now, and I'm not planning on being in the future. But I was climbing on this rock, it wasn't anything all that significant, but I was nervous about falling. And I remember uh, our intern saying, put your foot right here, put your foot right here. And I'm like, you know, I'm you know, looking for the spot where I'm supposed to be putting my foot. And finally he reached up and he took my foot and he put it there. And I'm like, oh, I feel better. He placed it where it needed to be. You see, the picture here is this, that God doesn't say, hey, go on your own and good luck to you. When you get in a mess, call me. But that he places us and he takes us and deliberately places us into good places. And and the thing that, that he is placing our foot in a place that is good for us out of danger. The same uh, God who is uh, helping us to walk and to accomplish. It says this. Verse 3. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. I want to focus on the word keeps and just point it out right now and we'll get back to it again. The word keeps is the idea of being a guardian, a guard, a bodyguard if you will. That he is the one that is watching over us and making sure that we are safe. The one who keeps you won't take a nap. Won't take a nap. Won't slumber. Some of you doze off in church. I'm not going to point out anybody or uh, you know embarrass anybody here. Maybe another day I'll do that, okay? Okay. Um, 
Be forewarned. Be forewarned. Um, we, we have a problem. We get tired. We get disinterested. Even the Lord's disciples, you remember, he, he went away to pray, and they're like, yeah, we're with you. We're with you. And he fell asleep. And then, no, 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 this time we're really with you. Back to sleep, right? We get disinterested. I, I, I'm always uh, amazed uh, watching uh, kids play sports, and especially during baseball because it's boring. Um, they just zone out. And there's this look like, I don't know what they're thinking about. I don't know where they are. And then the ball finally gets hit to them. And it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what my name is. I don't know where I'm supposed to throw it. My favorite one, I think, was uh, we were watching a, a game one time. And the ball was hit to the uh, right fielder. And, and she threw it to the center fielder. Because she thought that was a good place to throw it. Uh, um, you just throw it to anybody, as long as they're on your team. I want you to get this picture, that, that God is alert. He's on, he, he's on his role as guard over you. He is not dozing off. He is not spacing out. He is not daydreaming. This is the one who is your keeper, goes on to say, uh, reiterate a similar point, even taking it further. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He won't take a nap or he won't go into the dead sleep of night. I think that's such an a, a encouragement and a thrill. I know some of you wake up in the night with fears. The cares of this world, you know, we, we wake up and we're like, oh, what am I going to do about this? And we want to wake up everyone else in the house and, and talk to them about this and get them all wound up about it as well. But I want you to know that God is awake. He's awake. He was watching over you. He's ready to take care of your cares just as much at 3 a.m. as 3 p.m. He, he's there. He, he's on you. He, he's worth, with you, protecting you, keeping you. He is not one who falls asleep. So even in our sleep, we don't have to worry because he is the one watching over us. You can imagine these travelers as they're out on the road and maybe it's an overnight or a couple of nights over and they get tired after the end of the day. The darkness comes. They don't know what's going on out there, whether it's animals or robbers. They don't know whether they'll be safe. It says, no, no, no. You have a keeper. You have one who keeps you. And he does not take a nap, nor does he go into that dead sleep. He's watching you. As it goes on in verse 5, it says this. You can title this section, Made in the Shade. Verse 5 says this, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. I think that we can all understand being uh, so close to the desert and part of the desert, what it would be like to be traveling, to be walking uh, this time of year, just how, how difficult it would be. The, the shade, you would need the shade. You'd look for it. You'd want to travel in it. You, you, you'd search for it. You'd be afraid of the sun wiping you out. 
not having enough water, sunburn, the, the idea of you losing strength and maybe even passing out along the road and dying. He says this. He says, let me tell you about the son. Your Lord, who is your keeper, he is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day. You don't need to be afraid of the sun. The Lord, your keeper, has that for you. He has got that taken care of. And then the second part, maybe hard for us, nor the moon by night. Biblical times, uh, even today, we, I think we can understand this to some degree. Some people believe that uh, curses can be found in the night. Like somehow there, there are worse things that can come upon you in the night than can come upon you during the day. You can be moonstruck. There, there's a sense of bad things happen at night. And undoubtedly, as I talked about before, the sun goes down, they find a place to, to sleep, and they wonder, how will I be safe in the night? How, how will I be safe against the things that I can't see? He says, your keeper, uh, neither day nor night. They're all good. It's all taken care of. He can handle you. He can handle your fears and your problems just as easily at night as he can during the day. He's not, it doesn't, he doesn't look at his watch and say, you know, I only work until 8 o'clock. After that, you know, everyone's got a job. It's time for me to take off. And uh, you're on your own from this until starting time in the morning. It's not true. Day or night, uh, he is your keeper. You look at verses 7 and 8, it says this, The Lord will keep you from all evil. All evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. So what kinds of evils will your guard be able to guard you against? All kinds of evil. Some of you, if we were to talk about these fears that we struggle with, these things that we're concerned about, they would be very diverse. And, and some of you would look at it, if we put them all in a category and we put a, we have a group over here that was struggling with their health. And some of us would look upon that, we have, uh, our health is fine, and we'd look upon those struggling with their health and we'd go, yeah, I know God handles people with their health problems, but I've got something different over here. I'm struggling with finances. And some of you would say, oh yeah, he takes care of that too. You say, well, I'm struggling with my family. You know, uh, we have marriage problems. Yeah, he takes care of that too. And you go around, and this is the point. All of them, all of them. He should be our helper. He is the one who can be our helper in all kinds of evil. As if we didn't get it, the Lord inspires us to to hear this he will keep your life your life he encompasses all you have your life you say there's stuff out here that i'm concerned about well, what about your life all that you are he will be your keeper verse 8 the lord will keep your going out and your coming in 
You know, they were they were probably most likely traveling. This was something that they would think about when they're traveling. And it's a reminder. He says, I'll keep you when you're traveling. I'll keep you when you're at home. I'll take I'll guard you when you're out and about. I'll guard you when you're at home with your family and all the problems that you can collect in your home. I'm on duty protecting and, and keeping you from this time forth and forevermore. So what's the warranty? What's your guarantee? You know, we you buy things and, you know, you have a two-year guarantee. It's, it's good, a free replacement after this time. But after two years, good luck to you, you know. Uh, it doesn't work anymore. It, many of us have, have broken things and we've taken them back and it says it's under warranty. And they say, oh, but you didn't do this, so it's no longer under warranty. It, it, there's an exception to that. Read verses 7 and 8. Place them in your mind. This is the warranty that, that he will be your keeper. All kinds of evils. He, he's he's going to take care of you. Uh, Homer away. Homer away. Yes. He'll take care of you in those things. Till when? Forevermore. Forevermore. Today, forever. Forever. Do you get the picture? He is the one that we can trust in. He is the one that is our keeper. In a scary and unstable and harsh world, he can be trusted. And I'll even say it like this. He's the only one who should be trusted. I want to ask you the question, who's going to take care of you? Not when you're old. Not just when you're old, but when you're young. Who's going to take care of you? Who's going to be there for you when your fears come to pass? Who's going to be the one that you can can trust in, the one who's going to keep you, the one who's going to get you through the day? It's the Lord of heaven and earth. Let me pray for us that we would be faithful to him. God, thank you for your word. I pray that you would help us to to cling to you. God, forgive us when we've looked to the hills, when we've looked to our checkbook, when we've looked to our resources and friends and family. Lord, when we've looked to other places, God, help us to trust in you and you alone. God, thank you for caring about our every step. Thank you for um, never sleeping or slumbering. God, I ask that your word would resonate in our hearts, that it would be permanent in us, that it would find good soil, that it would grow, that we would not uh, be overwhelmed with our fears, but our fears would be answered in knowing that you are our keeper. God, thank you for this morning. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.